and welcome to the We Will Nomad podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Andre. And together, we will nomad. Welcome to episode 36. Today we are going to Penang. Yeah, we're going to Penang. I like, cool. I like Penang. I know, I do too. Well, this year we spent a month in Penang. No, it's crazy. 28 nights. We initially just picked it because it was a convenient destination. And it's super cheap to fly to from KL. And it was cheap to get to. <laughs> okay. We had been to Penang before as well, so we yeah. had an idea of what to expect. That's so right. it's maybe a little bit of an easy way out. Okay, okay. So so let's let's dive straight into this. In this episode we're gonna talk about our experience in Penang, why we went there, you know, where we stayed, what we did, uh, how we experienced it. How we got around, what our highlights of and costs. Just, Cost exactly. So Just a summary you know, of budget. give a good idea of what our experience was. And also it's a little bit different if you stay there for a little bit longer. So obviously our perspective was is different. So you might not find it exactly the same. But I think we'll touch on it from a traveler's perspective as a tourist visiting Penang, as well as a long-term traveler actually living and staying there. Yes. We'll be able to mention those things. So but we were there in July 2019. Gosh. Just in terms of weather-wise. Yes. <laughs> Yes, July 2019. Now, if you're familiar with Malaysia weather, uh, Malaysia is always hot. Yes, Temperature always hot. is always 30 degrees solid. Uh, I think it depends where you are in Malaysia, how much rain you get. So. And I was going to say, there's always a chance of rain. <laughs> <laughs> always, always quite hot and humid. It's a bit of a problem. We were looking for a comfortable place to go and stay for a month to just relax a little bit, not be sightseeing every day. We did want to go to a place where there were a few sites to see. But more so, we wanted easy accommodation, comfortable, good transportation, and good food. Yeah, we came out of, uh, what, three months in Taiwan and South Korea. In Korea. And we have been to Malaysia before, and I always said, you know, it'd be worthwhile spending a bit of time in Malaysia, just to get a feel for it. And getting back into Malaysia, we, we were in Kuala Lumpur for a week just before we went to Penang. And it was interesting because suddenly people speak English and it was quite easy to get things done. But Kuala Malaysia Lumpur generally is yeah, quite an yeah, easy yeah. country to travel and yeah. be in. But Kuala Lumpur was a bit too hectic. And we so we said, city life. all right, uh, well, we've been to Penang. And I remember Penang very briefly. We did an interesting trip a number of years ago where we went from, from Thailand with a boat and we traveled via... Uh, Langkawi and uh, into Penang, but we felt like we didn't hadn't spent enough time yeah, there. Then we yeah. really wanted to be able to spend a bit more time, see a few more of the sites, exactly. as well as just experience the place. And I think we found flights to Penang for like next to nothing. I don't know, was yep. it even ten dollars? <laughs> so well, I can't even who knows? remember so the flights to be honest. And also, when we started looking at accommodation options, we figured, oh well, if you, especially if you look at Airbnb options and you go for like four weeks, you get like a month discount, and that's really sort of changed our minds. So we managed to... Um... I mean, we found really nice accommodation in the Georgetown area. So that's where we based ourselves. We stayed there for the month and it was a very modern apartment with a bedroom and a nice relaxed couch living area, big kitchen. It was fully 
um, what do you call it, fully equipped with kitchenware, oh, yes. a uh, laundry machine, everything you can uh, Wi-Fi, everything you can imagine. So it was a very comfortable stay, mm. and that cost us, because we took it for the 28 days, it cost us only $20 a day. We'll get into further costs yeah. later, but okay. just to give you an idea, that was kind of our idea of, wow, okay, for budget price, we're not staying in really bad accommodation, but a comfortable accommodation no, for a month. No, it's great, gosh. And I really enjoyed the accommodation yeah, there. In really terms of location it. as well, it was in, right in Georgetown, well, but not okay, right hold in, on. it was on the edge of it, Georgetown. No, so it was not the old part of Georgetown, we were like just off Gurney Drive, and probably about... I don't know, a kilometer south of Gurney Plaza, I would say. Yeah, just maybe a, a little bit, a little bit more than a kilometer. A little bit more than a kilometer, just off uh, Gurney Drive. It was, uh, it was very conveniently located for us because we were right at a a CAT bus stop. Now those are these uh, free Penang City Loop buses, which was phenomenal. So we could almost go anywhere in to, to Georgetown or even north parts of Penang for free. Which yeah. is quite nice. That was that was really fantastic about the location, yeah, being so. able to get free and even when not in addition to the free transportation, your ordinary transportation was also very easy to grab from there. Sure, you can get a bus for next to nothing if you have to pay for a bus. You actually Penang is easy, you pay on the bus and you, you pay the driver. Or obviously Malaysia's Grab and we found Grab to be especially affordable in Penang as well. Mm. We used it once or twice when we want to go a little bit further and, and it's more convenient than a bus. And I think looking back in terms of the area, I think it was a great area. I'd happily go back there. I would be curious to see what the area a little bit more south of the two mm. bridges would be like because there there's also big convenient shopping malls. The area isn't as close to Georgetown so you can't get in to go and see the sites and be into that mm. little more funky area but its accommodation is generally slightly cheaper in that area. Well I think it's a lot more available whereas if you sort of in, in the Georgetown area it's more touristy but once you've sort of been there to see the sites we don't really go back to Georgetown specifically unless no. there's something that we go for like an event or something. So yeah, I think if we go back, I'd fine. be curious to try the other area just in terms of value for money. There's a there's unfortunately quite a bit of development right off the Gurney Drive area, so they're reclaiming a lot of land, building a whole new sort of waterfront development. So I'm not sure how that's going to change that area anyway. Okay. And in terms of the north area, I would not say that that's really suitable for long-term stay. That's more hotels oh, and you mean holiday like if you makers. Go to the if you beach go towards areas. the beach in the north, mm. I think that's really more holiday destination, not for long-term convenient staying. Yeah, I think if you're in Penang for, for a week, you can probably sort of break it up and stay in the north just for a couple of days if you want to. I don't know. It's, yeah, if, if you're, you're traveling, thing, I think it would be cool. If you're off the beach thing, the thing is, even from the north part of Penang, it's, it's maybe, what, like 40 minutes to Georgetown? Yeah, it's and not far. It's not bad. I mean, especially if you take a grab, you can actually get there quite quickly. Okay. So it's, you can pretty much stay anywhere if you want to. And in terms of the weather, I think it was a little bit hotter and more humid than I expected. Going yeah, out hot. during the daytime was really quite a challenge. We didn't really want to leave the apartment until after 3 p.m. because mm. it was just too hot in the days. And going running in the morning, it was really, really hot and humid. And we did have a few rain showers, as we mentioned. But overall, I think the weather wasn't too bad. It was predominantly dry and we were able to get around and see things. And yeah, do. you had to sort of time it a bit, but that's Malaysia for you. And I think that time of the year, especially on that side of Malaysia, there's a chance of rain. And I think they're going to a rainy season only like from August onwards, mm -hmm. but it's it's very unpredictable. And yes, we did find it extremely humid, but that is unfortunately... That's Malaysia. That's Malaysia for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's start with our 
each of our trip highlights or standout experiences. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> We're then going to move on to the most beautiful sites, and after that, we'll discuss some food. Because let's be honest, Penang has a lot to do with food. Well, <laughs> so, funny you should say that. <laughs> you can't have a food as your highlight. Well, <laughs> actually, I think one of my standout highlights, so to speak, of Penang is exactly that. Okay, I'll tell you what, I'll do two. Okay, fine. You okay, so the, 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 the diversity and availability of good local food is definitely something that's really oh, that's interesting. quite and... spectacular about Penang. Yeah. You can find almost anything and the food is great. It doesn't matter what you're into. If you're into Malaysian cuisine uh, with the Chinese influence, if you want the Indian influence, really you can find mm. anything. There's boatloads of markets on every street corner virtually mm. that serves Phenomenal food and it's good restaurants. Like that's what I was going to say. It's from street food all the way up to very fancy restaurants serving anything. So because we were there for a while and we don't really go to restaurants that much because we stay there longer and we're on a budget, we do we did uh, put a bit of effort into visiting more markets and checking out some of the local food. I really enjoyed that. That's quite interesting. I didn't expect that to be your trip highlight, but in retrospect, I think. It does. It's amazing how much something simple like that can add to your overall experience. But it's, the thing is, why I like it because it's really easy. You know, one of the challenges when you travel, yeah, uh, it's always, it's always find finding food. food. It's like we mm. in Cambodia at the moment, and you know, it's it's a challenge if you're not exactly in a space where there's lots of options for eateries around you. Mm. You really got to figure out where you got to find food constantly. Now in Penang, we had a wonderful apartment, so we actually went to the supermarket and we. Put some, some brilliant uh, vegetables Fresh. and fruit. We have amazing fruit every day and veggies. So we cook our own breakfast most of the days and even some, sometimes something for supper. But it was so easy, literally, to walk up the road to one of the markets. There was a couple right there close mm. to us and just grab it something really different every night. Yeah. yeah so absolutely. that was awesome. And I think my second standout. <laughs> can I have a second? Okay. You can have a second mm-hmm. because I think I've also got two here. So I really liked uh, how easy it was to get around Penang. Okay. Relatively speaking, because let's not talk about the traffic in Penang, especially the Georgetown mm. area. But you know, the, the bus system traffic. is great, it's easy, it's cheap, there's grabs everywhere, you can walk if you want to, it's really quite cool. That's very interesting, because both of you also actually practical things, and they uh, are what <clears> made <throat> our stay there as a long-term stay so pleasant and easy and pleasurable. But maybe that's the and way I look at it. That's interesting. Can you, you stay there for that? longer yeah. and what makes it comfortable mm. for longer stay? Yeah. Okay, mine are a little bit less practical. Okay. <laughs> My trip highlight was honestly something that we had, well, if you just look at the item itself, you would say, okay, that's what every tourist does. We've done it before, but this time we hiked up to Penang Hill. Oh. And the hike itself, not Penang Hill. Very clear here. But you not were, Penang but Hill. Were you complaining the whole time we hiked up? No. I only complained <laughs> for most of the last three hours of the 10-hour hike. <laughs> okay. No, it, it was a long hike, but honestly, it was the most beautiful hike up the hill mm. in nature, in scenery. It was stunning. A little bit challenging here and there. Most people but just... well worth doing Yeah, to get do the, to the touristy top. pot and you know, go around to the cable car and go to the top and look around and... Uh, and it's a bit frantic up I'm there. I'm very you know. sorry we didn't actually take the time to hike to back hike down, down as well. Yeah, I do I think that. next time we will definitely do that okay. as yeah. well. And then my second trip highlight that I also snuck in there is the second one was because we were there, we timed it for the Georgetown Festival. Oh, I forgot about that actually. And that to me was really a highlight because it was such a festival. Often you go to places and they have these festivals and A, they're either all for the tourists 
and they're not really genuine or authentic, mm. or B, they hype them up so much and then there's five people there. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case. The George Trout Festival was really a festival. Very cool. It was really there for the locals. Yeah. Everybody was out enjoying it, and it was more impressive than I expected. It well, really was. What was nice is I think that week there was the George Trout Festival. There was also this the Heritage, Heritage Festival at the same time. Uh, we were just lucky and timed it like that. But the Penang Festival, I think if you're there over that time, it's well worth checking mm. it out. It's, it gets quite busy, not, not no doubt. But there's quite a bit of effort to, to sort of show the diversity. I think there are lots of performance arts. The performances the, and everything so well arranged yeah. as well. It was very well organized yeah. and not overly so. It was still laid back. If you want to um, have a look, uh, we did a little YouTube video actually on our experience, experience yeah. at the Penang. We did actually a lot of videos in Penang, so you guys are welcome to go to our YouTube channel. You can find the link on wewillknowmat.com and check it out. Cool. All right, the next one is your most beautiful site in nature. Oh, you see, now we have a problem <laughs> because I'm going to bring up Penang So there's two. So there's a beautiful site and nature. It's not site or, it's site mm. and nature, so one for each. <clears throat> okay. So I, I've got a site and I've got a nature. All right, so I'm going to go back to the, the, the hiking trails around Penang Hill. Okay. Because there's so few people that actually use those trails. Mm. And there's so many of them that there's actually trails that's literally hundreds of years old that, that was established way back as routes to get to areas around Penang. And it's there's, a, there's sort of a taste of the jungle still there. There really is. And, and I mean, that's how many hours did we well. go through there? We saw one running guy... And you I can't see remember people. somebody else. No, I don't think there's anybody else. The Botanical Garden, you might see one or two people, yep. but it's honestly really, really cool. You can go there every day of the week, seriously, and you can take a different mm. different route. You don't even have to go all the way to the hilltop. No, you can go as far as you feel like. Uh, for sure. And you can, it's a different experience. There's actually quite a lot of wildlife out there as well. So you can see some um, some monkeys and birds and okay. stuff. Cool. So is that your site and nature? Is it a combined uh, one think, or are you going for the second know. one as well? The other thing is, I know it's a bit of a cop-out, but I reckon the National Park in Penang is totally underrated. Okay. Well, I put that as my nature, yeah. interestingly. It's so a, that's it's, my it's, nature it's was the Penang National Be, Park. You know, people say, oh, go check out the National Park in the year. And then you think about it. But I really enjoyed the hike there mm. as well. And I honestly were surprised with the, the beaches out on that yep. side as well. I think you could spend, I mean, yeah. we spent, what, about half a day there? Yeah. And I think you could easily spend a lot more time in that park and exploring the beaches and the areas around mm. there. I think, actually, if you're in the Botifaringi area, which is the yep. northern beaches, it's worth your while going to the National Park, getting days. a boat there, and go around to the beach mm. there, Monkey Beach, I think yep. it's called. And just hang out there for the day. It's really cool. If you want to do the hike, yeah, it is, it's, it's, it, the hikes can be a bit exhausting in the heat, but a big part of it's in but the canopy. Even that, things. yeah. It's a lot yeah. of it is in the shade. And the park was nice to walk through there as it well. Was nice. It was yeah. the little natural rope swings and just things watch out like for that the snakes. in the jungle. There's and... a lot of snakes. We didn't see any snakes, but I've heard some reports that... Uh, yeah, make sure you walk behind the person with you. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one thing I also like about Penang. And I guess that also means it doesn't really matter where you stay in Penang, but you've got these options of going into nature. The National Park, the Penang mm. Hill, not to mention the Botanical Gardens Absolutely. even. There's a lot of nature if you just want to escape. If you're there for a long period of time and you just want to get into yeah. nature and relax. No, for sure. My second site, so I've got a site as well, which is now away from nature. And that was the Penang Waterfall Hill Temple. 
Oh gosh. I really liked it. We could see the temple from where we, from stayed, where we stayed. So every morning I looked out of my window and perched on the hill, you could see this big yellow building and I knew one day we we're going to walk all the way there. And it was a long walk. I can't remember now exactly how far it was, but... Uh, I can't, no, uh, it wasn't that bad, but we took quite a few detours all the way there. Yeah, and we went all the way up to the temple. The temple itself, the building, is just so intricate and mm. enormous. It's The scale of it is really yeah. quite crazy. Well, going up there. And you get a view from the top. Mm. So you can stand there, enjoy the architecture of this building, and look out over Penang, and we could then obviously see our accommodation from there. It was bloody hot, I remember, oh, that yes. day. But <laughs> unfortunately... And also, just got to check the hours because if you want to actually go inside the temple, there are hours where they close the temple during the day. It's just for the heat, I think. Other and times, but maybe you can still go up there. Don't work out or go for a run that morning because you'll be doing oh, yeah, lots yeah. of there's stairs. There's lots of stairs up there. Yeah. <laughs> there's the one thing though. Certain times of year, there's no actual water, so. Don't yes, <laughs> it's not really a waterfall temple. It's actually the building, the temple yeah. itself that you're there for. There's a. There, I think the nearby botanical gardens actually have also supposedly a waterfall area, mm. but. Also, it's dependent on the rainy season. Okay, cool. Nice. Now we can move on to food. <laughs> oh, the one that we all love. Of Malaysia. Yes. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, to say the least, if you are listening to this podcast and you want to know more about the food in Malaysia, mm. be sure to check out not only our blog posts on the website, wewillnomad.com, but go to our YouTube and oh, check gosh. out us eating how many different Malaysian puddings? All know, in one sitting. I think there's a 30 minute video of us just eating, <laughs> eating sweet, sweet Malaysian stuff. <laughs> Sampling a whole table full of stuff. Different colors, different textures, mm. different tastes, and pretty much most of them really good. good. Yeah. Nobody can uh, blame us for all oh, right. Nobody can um, accuse, accuse us, us of, of not, not trying. giving it to the local food a try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so this one, I'm seriously, I think okay. this one I could probably guess yours as well. Because oh, I'm oh, also oh, cheating oh, a little bit. Are we bit doing here. favorites now? So we're doing favorites Ooh. now. Okay. I think we've already mentioned food is really easy to get. There's options of food. Affordable. It's affordable. Yeah. You can honestly eat good food in the markets for so dirt cheap, and as well as going to fancy restaurants and still trying local cuisine. Okay, are you? Are we gonna guess? So okay, I'm gonna guess. Are you gonna yours. guess mine? I'm gonna guess yours because it was also in a way a favorite of mine. So I think your savory dish is gonna be char kao tio. Oh, damn. Char Kwaityo. There we go. Lisa got it right. Six months later. <laughs> Char Kwaityo. Char Kwaityo. So this is a, a Chinese-inspired dish, but it's very Penang, so to speak. And It's probably Penang's traditional dish. Uh, I don't know, because and you can find it like places like Langkawi. But yes, but it's not the same. And everybody says exactly you must have that in yeah. Penang. What makes it so nice is the fact that it's a flat rice noodle. So it's quite a soft, flat rice noodle, and they really hit it with serious high heat. It can be a bit spicy, so be warned. But it's it's a very quick dish to assemble, and it's quite simple. There's normally uh, like um, some seafood. Seafood, in it. obviously. Well, you can have and they have versions, different versions with egg, or you can have the duck, duck egg. egg in it, which That's makes right. it a little bit richer. And depending on where you get it from, they can vary quite significantly. Mm. But there's an underlying yeah, sort of flavor, sort of, which is, yeah, is so typical. typical yeah. I must say, we've had good ones, and we've had less than great ones. I want to mention one more. Okay. Okay. Is, is that your favorite as well? No. Well, that was one of my favorites, okay. but I've actually favorite got another one. <laughs> and that is the Hainanese spring roll oh. that we had at Botafarengi's night market there. Okay. It's not that traditional for Penang necessarily. It's also a Chinese influence. It's also Chinese-English, uh, yes. but that Hainanese spring roll was absolutely delicious. So there's one, there's something you do see in Malaysia. I think Penang, you see quite a lot of this Hainanese style of cooking. 
And that refers to the region or island then of Hainan, yeah. I think, in the South China Sea. And I think the spring roll you're referring to is quite a it's big a thing. Big scale, yeah. but it, they stuffed deep fry with, it. Stuffed with vegetables, actually. And so it's and like crispy on the outside, glass yeah? noodles inside, mm. and very, very flavorful in itself. And then this crispy outside yeah, of the spring good. roll, okay. which is really good. I, I, what are I, you I mentioning? Mention, I want to mention one more that I, I discovered there at one of the markets. It's obviously quite common. It's uh, oh, clay pot chicken. Gonna, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with clay pot chicken, I mean, you get different versions. It's probably the wrong name completely. <laughs> but what they actually do is they got these little clay pots and they, they build the whole dish in, inside the pot. So they actually put the raw, the raw rice with uh, the little bit of stock and vegetables and, and the actual chicken all together inside the pot. And then they, they cook the, the dish inside the pot and serve it like that. Normally there's an egg uh, at, at the end of the meal as well. I must say, in looks-wise, it's, it's not a dish not that I would necessarily no. choose, but flavor-wise, it's quite incredible how that sure. rice has just got so much flavor in you it. The this, whole uh, dish has just, just got yeah, so good. very interesting very, flavor very nice. to it. Very okay. nice. But obviously, there's plenty of good. We didn't eat that much Indian food in, in Penang this time no. around. But there's also plenty of that available, if that's your thing. Yeah. We, we probably had a, one or two uh, pinatas. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet okay, stuff. Okay, so for sweets, what's your... I don't know that I'm going to be two. able to pick yours. Yeah, I think... Okay, wait. One of them I'm going to say is going to be the little mini um, mochis. They were called something else there. Mo- mochis. Okay, so mochi is quite... Cool. I, I'm not a huge fan normally of sort of the, the, the Japanese Thai, style yeah, or the, the Taiwanese, Taiwanese style, style of a mo- 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 mochi. But the, the Malaysian version is that small little it's balls. Mao chi, they, they, call it. they call it. And it's, it's, it's like a stretched rice thing, dough. dough. I guess what they like, they stretch it in a rice flour dough. And then they roll it in crushed peanuts. And it's really quite nice. They make it into very, very small little small pieces, little which you just pieces. pick up with a little toothpick yeah, and eat like so that. Good. And it's a great snack on the go. Okay, so, but I will tell you what, from all, there's so many good Malaysian. But there's one typical from Penang, which, because it's going to be a cop out if I pick something that's not from Penang. Okay. We ate so many things. Yeah, and, I've still got two here that I'm minus, oh boy, that okay. I can't so decide between. I don't know if you can remember this. It's a soft sesame. Peanut that's candies. my one. No way. Yes, I didn't expect you. That's my oh, one. That's so good. Soft sesame peanut candy. That's that the was just get in amazing. Yes. Yeah. Those were just so good. You got to keep an eye open for those. They, they they look like little sticks. And they're softer than you expect, yeah, them, you expect to be, them to be crispy, but, but then there's softer. a crunch in the center yeah, as well. That's so good. Those are absolutely Google Penang soft sesame peanut candy. Mm. You can see pictures of it on our website. And you'll see us eating it too. Yeah, no, no, very, no, no very kidding. good. Yeah. Okay, no, so that one's, so then I can have my other one as my favorite, you seeing as you stole that one. Yes, there was one other one that we used to always go to the night market in Gurney Drive, and there's one little lady there who's got a stall of just puddings. You have to wait for her to come out. She only arrives at around six and five or six in the evening, and you have to oh. grab those desserts soon because they yeah. disappear. And one of the favorite things that I liked from her was kui talam, which is the pandan green bottom uh, and then yeah. a white coconut milk on top. So yeah. it's this dual layer of jelly-like. Is that the one they put in the leaf? And that's the one in the leaf, yes. Oh, and it is just so delicious. You get the smooth softness of the coconut milk mm. on top and then the pandan jelly at the bottom is a little bit more sturdy. 
and flavorful. That. And that was to me just, we just one of these... We just had too many sweets there. Absolutely delicious things. So unfortunately, I can't, everything's a bit of a blur. I'll have to go watch that video again. <laughs> oh, we're just going to get hungry. We're going to stop talking We might want now, to go please. to Malaysia again. I'm definitely getting hungry. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's quickly just run list. through some must-see places in Penang that we recommend. If you're a tourist there, whether you're there for a couple of days or a week or you're staying there longer... Obviously, the first thing is Georgetown Street Art. You can't miss that. It's all over the show in Georgetown. And it is worth taking a nice walk around the area, pose for some photos with the street art, or just laugh at the other people posing. It can get a bit out of hand, but I think if you go there quite early or late evening, or late, like late afternoons, late, late afternoons, you can have some of the spaces uh, more to yourself. But Georgetown, especially the older part, it's got a lot of history. There's nice Chinese influence, the whole Chinese area there. And obviously, it's got the colonial history there as well. So it's it's well worth taking doing a walking tour. You can do a self-guided walking tour, like what we yep. do. You can download. You can get the maps easily there mm. from most of the most little shops or the information office, mm. tourist info office in Georgetown. And you can, you know, there's there's not only enough stuff to see, there's acquaintance to the place. It's like places, stop at cafes. Oh, there's like cafes. There's um, uh, Pretty much any type of food you can imagine, depending on the time of the day. One of the things on the walking tour that's just slightly out of the way and that a lot of people skip is the Chinese clan jetties. Last time we were there, we skipped it, and this time we took the efforts to go there. And that was quite interesting to see. It's a little bit different from the history that's within Georgetown, the history of the people living out on the jetties and fishing villages there. And these, that's these quite nice to still, see. Yeah, people still live there. One or two of these JT areas have developed into more of a sort of a tourist destination. Uh, but there are some of the others that's actually fairly authentic. Mm-hmm. I would say if you do venture in there, just be respectful. Be respectful People are them. still living there. The touristy ones can be a bit overwhelming, but it's well worth seeing what's going on there. It's got a lot of history there. People move there. Families actually move there and develop those areas. Um, and it's also quite close to where the station is. And there's some street food that you can grab in the area if you're walking around that area. No, if you come in with a ferry, you're going to be right, right there at the clan jetties, I think. Okay, the next on the list is the Penang National Park. I think we've discussed yeah, we've, that we've one enough. <laughs> this is the northern part, so you go pretty much past Batuferengi Beach. And the road pretty much ends, or oh, ends, no, not ends, but it <laughs> sort of ends there. And you have the option of hiking through the park, or you can get a little boat and go around the... Um, Go around to the beaches if you like. Oh, well, that leads to the next one, which is the Batuferengi Beach and the night market there. Oh, yes. Now, that's one of the things that most tourists who go to Penang head up to Batuferengi and go to the beach there. To be honest, I'm not that it's not taken a bad beach. by the beach. It's, it's not, not a bad beach. Bad. Uh, it's actually swimmable and the water isn't totally terrible. I think around in the National Park, the beach is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I want to say, as it is Malaysia, there's a lot of activities in the water oh yes so if you want to go and do some oh is my it goodness. Para, no, parasailing you know there's ride jet skis, jet skis tubes it's a bit chaotic to be honest so you have to it's great for entertainment yes fortunately the beach is quite long and stretched out so you can find the space there and there's a surprising number of shade shady mm-hmm. spots there's shady spots yeah. it's a long enough beach to be able to walk you can swim in that water mm-hmm. 
most places, it's a great spot for sunset. The sunset is, from yeah, there is beautiful, a, even if you go all yeah. the way to the end to the pier. I didn't if you want to escape the crowds. That nice beach to walk on per se, but it's it's as good as it's going to get for Penang, I guess. Um, and then, of course, there's a night market there, which is more of a clothing market than a food market. We always think about night markets and assume that they're food. But that one's more of a clothing and trinket and touristy market. There is, of course, the food area. There's more but that's than one of these food. The it's more like food court it's style. It's more food court. So they might, I think there's one or two fairly big ones where you go and there's separate vendors inside the space. And how it works is you would go to a table. If you want to use a table, you, would, you should normally order a drink. Otherwise, a small cover charge for using a table. You see this you all can... over Penang, by the way. And you can see our video of us eating and all the different foods we tried at the food courts there. Yeah. One of the things that I quite enjoyed doing on our way as we were going towards Botafering in the north, we took the bus and we just stopped off at the floating mosque. It's the Penang Tajung Bungan. I'm not sure I'm doing that name justice. I but the Penang, the Penang floating mosque. And Very well known. Generally, you are able to go inside the mosque. Obviously, you need to be dressed respectfully, and they also have some additional clothing for you to put on over there to go in if the mosque is not actually in use. And it's just such a unique setting for a mosque, and it's a very beautiful structure. It's interesting because you walk in, you can actually see straight through the mosque to the other side, and the doors are open, and you feel the air from the ocean coming in. People are very friendly and welcoming. They perfectly set up to, to welcome you, to show you around. And you can also feel free just to wander, wander through the place at your own pace. So if you go there, it's cool. Um, this name's for you, Lab. I've left it for oh you. Gosh. You pronounced it so well in our YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa's tricking me into saying crazy things. So we, we went to the Spinang Waterfall Hill Temple. I attempt... You guys can watch this video. There's a video on visiting this temple somewhere uh, on our YouTube channel. But no, I don't think I can. I can remember it's Arumigu Balatandai. Okay, I give yeah, up. Yeah, good job. Okay, I give up. Sorry, it's, it's known as Waterfall Hill Temple. Lisa's already covered that, so it's it's a cool spot. Go check it out. It's uh, on the way to the Botanical Garden. And that's the next thing which you really shouldn't miss if you've got the time. Take it an effort to go to the Botanical Gardens. There are. Nothing is spectacular as a, you know, there's not one thing within it. They've got a little map with some points. It's quite a big but space, the actually. The space itself is really beautiful. It's quite spacious, laid out. You and can walk around and relax and picnic. So you welcome, you can come in there anytime, and there's, there's quite a few things. There's actually quite a lot of um, wildlife in there mm. as well. You know, you, we saw, what are those? those? Big monitor lizards. Big oh, ones. Given monkeys. And, and the monkeys. Of, yeah, yeah, two types of monkeys. Yeah, there's the multiple types of heads. monkeys out there. So just be careful with your with your personal belongings, but yeah. it's nice for hiking or even a lot of people go out there for exercise. Running, yes, yeah. got a nice circular track mm. around it. And obviously, as it is uh, sort of on the lower slopes of Pinna Hill, actually from Botanical Gardens, there's a jeep track that runs all the way up to the hill. So if you're looking for a way to walk up to the hill, or or to get up to the get hill up to without the hill, taking the you can actually bar. walk this jeep track. It's not really a jeep track. It's actually a little. I think it's a surface. It's, mm. it's a tall, tall surface, and there are um, there are vehicles at the bottom at the botanical garden that actually will take, take you up you there up for if payment. You're not up yeah. for walking. So you rent a vehicle and they drive you up to it. But you can hike up there. It's going to take you maybe an hour. So it's quite nice. And then obviously Penang Hill itself is exactly. a is quite a um, well known tourist attraction. 
but to be honest with you, I would really say if you want to appreciate Penang Hill for what it is, the cable car ride up and down does not do it justice. No. You should hike at least one direction. I'm sorry to say, but I really don't enjoy our visit to the, the Penang the Hill. No, it's very commercial, very very touristy, and just a little bit fake. That's it feels a little bit over the top. Yeah. Like we found this time around, there's a lot of uh, like silly photo booths. Silly, yes. It's like very exhibition kitsch. style. We should pose and then they take photos and actually sort of encroach on the space. Walkways and it's really a bit absurd. Loud music and all kinds of random stuff. Which, all right. All right. So, what was our biggest challenge in the month that we spent there? I know for me it was definitely the heat. You had to time things. You had to sort of say, okay, can we go out in this time of the day because it might be twenty-five degrees, just too hot. Humidity was quite intense, and we had the challenge of a bit of rain in July, as well. But from can you think of anything else? Beyond that, for me, it was really a very pleasant day. It is pleasant. I mean, there's and easy. There's a few things that. No, not, not, not that many, but I, th- I can think of one thing that really annoyed me, and that's the Gurney Drive uh, market, which oh. we, 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 I don't know if it fits into this part of the discussion, yeah. but let me, let me <laughs> talk about it. So the idea is this is a little small market right at the top of Gurney Drive, which has been there forever, but it used to be quite nice because um, before they started the land reclamation there for expanding that waterfront area, it was actually oceanfront. Now it's just like next to the shopping mall. Yep. And it's still very popular as a sort of a street side night market. But unfortunately, there's a bit of a weird bullying tactic situation where uh, the vendors claim tables. And unless you purchase from them, you can't use the tables. Which is all good and well, if that's really the way it works. Yeah, which you assume. (laughs) So what happens is now there's drink vendors and they claim ownership of some tables as well. Which are actually public tables. Well, I don't know if it's public, but so the point is if you go to a vendor and you buy some food, you might find you have nowhere to sit unless you're prepared to be, be extorted into purchasing a drink yeah. from another vendor, which I find really, really annoying. And it's not entirely clear. It's not like the tables no are really marked clarity. or anything. The vendor himself will tell you you can sit at this table. Then when you sit down, Someone somebody else approaches you and says, you. no, you may not sit here unless you buy a drink from me. Yeah. And that was really There's what There's no clarity on it. So I felt that quite absurd. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I felt that we shouldn't support that type of endeavor at all. So we avoided the market after that. <laughs> okay. But right. apart from that... Penang didn't really offer much in terms of challenges. There's plenty of great supermarkets around. You Language is easy. Everybody produce. speaks English. You can buy anything you you want, honestly. And yes, like you say, it's easy to communicate. It's we even um, had some online shopping that we had of delivered. Of course, yes, use right. Lazada. Yeah, mm-hmm. we it's like Amazon style Lazada, as Malaysia. And we had things delivered shopping. to our apartment. No there, problem. No problem. Yeah, so it really was quite really easy place to base yourself absolutely. and live for a while. No, I really enjoyed it. In terms of getting around, I mean that's one of the most important things when you do stay somewhere for longer. It was easy. We've mentioned already the free CAT buses, and even the rest of the buses that was so cheap. And of course, there's also Grab. Yes. Which is cheap and easy to use, and quick. And look. And to be honest, the, the traffic can be a bit intense at times in some parts of uh, the lower parts of Penang, but you can quite easily just rent a, rent your own car yes, or rent a scooter. 
I mean, the apartment we rented actually had a parking spot. That's right. Basement parking. Yeah. So we could have easily had our own car. Oh, and parking is available fairly easily across the island. I wouldn't personally want to drive there because of parking. But I think a scooter is quite nice. The traffic isn't that intense. People mm. are... the, the fairly kind of low. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit of hooting, but it's lower abiding. Yeah. So it's, it not flows well. It's, it's, it's not crazy. I would quite easily ride there. And then you can make your way all the way around the island if you want. Yeah. We never, we didn't actually We didn't do it find the time. need to. Getting and around by bus no, was easy enough. Yeah, yeah for sure. But and I also found it. Penang quite a walkable place in terms of sidewalks. The sidewalks were great, fairly mm. clear, easily walkable. The only thing was crossing roads. Yeah, there's some places you can't cross roads. There's a of pedestrian yes, crossings. Right. It's strange because there's a real flow of traffic in some places and you just can't get across the road mm. at all. Okay, so our overall impressions and was it what we expected? I think for me, it was much better than I expected. Well, you, we, we haven't really spent a lot of time in Malaysia before this year. And it's almost like you've always had this, you, you weren't quite sure how you felt about mm. Malaysia. Now, to be clear, 2019, we spent almost four months in Malaysia, yep. <laughs> in various parts. And this was the first part of Long that. Long stay almost, in Malaysia. Hey? And I'm happy to say that it was really phenomenal. It, it was really great. was. I would go back any day and yeah. spend another month in Penang. No, it's great, yeah. I don't think Penang would be my first choice for long term, but I think if you can position yourself in a place where it's easy to get around and have access to what you It need. wouldn't be my first choice simply because we weren't right on a beach, but in terms of comfort, yeah, oddly, it would there. definitely be my first for choice sure, in terms sure. of comfort. Absolutely, it's a good... The fact and that it's, it's also modern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can find anything you want there quite easily. Yeah, food is available easy. Shops are available. Good infrastructure. Mm. You can take a ferry from there. You can fly from there. You can go anywhere. Literally was within an half, half an hour's flight for, to KL, to be yeah. honest. So I would also say it was a great experience. Okay, so in so, terms yes, of affordability, spent, how affordable was it really? Okay, keep in <laughs> mind now, we were there for four weeks, so we got a good uh, accommodation rate, but this will give you a good idea of how affordable it is. Of just how affordable it is. So we already mentioned that for our accommodation, we paid $20 per night for the two of us, very modern and fully kitted apartment. We then spent an average of $16 per day for food. And that being said, we cooked for ourselves probably around 60% of the time. Most breakfast. Yeah, definitely breakfast. And some And we don't dinners. really do lunch. Yeah, we, we, we don't really do lunch. We don't eat a lot of lunch. <clears throat> and we ate out at market styles, not restaurants. But that $16 a day, we did eat very well while we for were sure. in Malaysia. No, we, had, we definitely didn't in suffer. In Penang. And must mention, we didn't drink any alcohol during the trip. That's right. We had one or two Maybe one or two beers at the night market. But that that was about it. Very, very few. So this is predominantly food. Um, Okay, selling data. Now, we went into Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur. We bought some cards there. So we just kept using those. And it's pretty damn cheap. Once you figure out uh, how to get cheap data. And we had high-speed Wi-Fi internet access where we stayed. We spent like five dollars for two for single two by one gig data while it five for a month. Yep. And what else was there? Transport. Now this is the beauty. Malaysia in general is well connected, but Penang once you're there And you use those free buses and even the the actual buses that you do pay for. Exactly. So it's really, really affordable. We spent a total of twelve dollars for transport. Not per day, for the entire entire month. month. (laughs) And I wanna say, didn't this get us to and from the airport as well? Yes. 
Okay, so we took a bus from the airport. That's oh, right. Did we take a bus back to the airport as well? We took a bus back oh, to the yeah, airport well, as well. So, and also took us all the way to the north of the island yeah. where we went to I think we took a grab like twice. And we took a grab. Yes, did we take a grab to the airport? We took no. that somewhere. I can't we took a grab somewhere. We don't take a grab. <laughs> <laughs> and all then right. also for other sightseeing in and around or in Penang, that area was $17 for the month. So even though we did pay to come down the cable car from Penang Hill and here Maybe and there there is the something yeah, access to the national park generally sightseeing wasn't a big expense obviously if you do everything in one week it's going to be a little bit more expensive relatively so that gives us a total spending of 38 dollars per day for the two of us for everything including accommodation food cell data transport and sightseeing for the month that we spend in penang that's actually quite crazy because if you think about it our accommodation included laundry facilities electricity wi-fi we even got tissues like, and toilet paper and shampoo so, and, shampoo and <laughs> i want to say toothpaste <laughs> but anything not. you could have but asked for it is really it was really incredibly good value and i mean i know there are plenty of places in asia that you can stay and live for 38 dollars per day but we were living in comfort modern westernized comfort and i think that's what mm. makes the difference no it really is really incredible i mean effectively we spend what like under one thousand two hundred dollars for the month yeah okay that obviously that excludes our flights to and from Penang. yeah but everything else uh from in terms of living expenses is accounted for in that and it's not an expensive destination to fly to either no so, not at all Kuala Lumpur or direct yeah. you'll go by Kuala Lumpur actually anyway. we flew from uh Penang to Langkawi direct yeah I want to say we didn't go via and that's I think right. that was like $13 as well. I think so. <laughs> so it's super cheap. And then the other thing that's quite interesting that I just want to mention is that credit cards are generally accepted in Penang as well. Like I say, very modern, very Western. We only had 30% of our spendings as cash. cash spendings mm -hmm. and that was pretty much at the markets and things like that. So let's quickly run through the good and the bad. We'll go through the bad first because <laughs> we like to end on a good note. Okay, the bad is the weather. <laughs> That's it. It's hot and humid, and as you mentioned, there's a bit of traffic. Okay, so maybe we should just put it in perspective because uh, how hot is hot and how humid is humid? Uh, we know it was very hot. It doesn't matter what your standards <laughs> are. It was very hot and very humid. <laughs> so just to give you an idea, from Penang we went to uh, Langkawi, where we also stayed for a month. So if was you guys are interested in hearing that conversation, that will be, be coming up as well. So we have, and that was a, a month later in the year. So we have something to measure our experience against. It was possibly less humid then in Langkawi, it was less humid but in more wet. It was more wet, but it was definitely less humid in mm. Langkawi. And also we spent a month in Borneo, uh, the northern part of Borneo, Sabah. And that was in September? That was then October. September to October, yeah. yes. And that was also not that humid, but it was also quite That hot. was very humid, I would yeah. say. So, but that's Malaysia for you. It very much depends where you go. So you have to just understand that Malaysia is going to be hot and humid and figure out how to work for you. Yeah. The good things about Penang, the things that we really enjoyed was the fact that we could get a nice apartment. Yes. Um, There's plenty of places to choose from. I think it is a bit of a potential shake up with Airbnb as a service in Malaysia. But I think they're moving towards more regulation. We have noticed that some of the buildings in Penang were, were, were not allowed to, to be used for short-term um, homestay style rentals like Airbnb. But I think once it's formalized, it might be less of a problem. We didn't feel like uh, we were illegally Oh, no, staying, not at all. You know? But there's plenty of options available for sure. 
And then obviously, apart from the plentiful accommodation options, uh, good food options abound. Absolutely. Whether you like cooking for yourself, I mean, we even uh, got some, after so many months of dryness, we got uh, some great avocados, obviously not local, but still. And you can pretty much get anything get you want anything. in terms of food options, yeah. whether you're looking to cook for yourself, whether you're looking to treat yourself and dine sure. out, or whether you're looking to eat on a budget, amazing, amazing. you will yeah. have good food options available. Whether you like spicy or not, whether you like food of comfort, or whether you want to experiment with different foods, yeah. you and can't go wrong with food. No, no, supermarkets are everywhere. <laughs> good supermarkets are everywhere. Choices everywhere. You can find whatever you need. I think that's everywhere. the thing. Accessibility to shops, not only supermarkets, mm. but other things. Toiletries, general clothing, shoes. Malls. Anything that you want to get. Stores. Uh, I mean, I think we purchased a few necessities. We've been traveling then for almost six months. Um, and a couple of things uh, we did need. Some things just stopped working or broke, or we had to replace some clothing items. And I think you got some I got shoes, shoes there. there. <laughs> and I've got some new shorts My there. My shoes are holding up. Still. So, you know, it, it's, even for. And it's uh, just easy to It's shop. easy, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then obviously transportation, easy transportation, easy, easy, transportation, yeah. easy and cheap transportation. The fact that overall it was super affordable, I'll stay there. And lastly, but definitely not least, is the language. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it's really quite remarkable. It's so sort of Malaysia stands out a little bit in that sense that you can, you, without even expecting it, most people understand and speak English. Yeah, we'd yeah. been coming from two and a half months in Taiwan and Korea. And uh, it was just such a, a pleasure to be in a exactly. place where you can communicate with people, whether it's to find out a little bit more about their culture, things to see and do around the area, or practical reasons getting things done or finding out information. Absolutely. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. All right. So that wraps up our going to Penang. We had a fantastic 28 days there. Yeah. Highly recommend and it. And whether you're going for eight days or 28 days? No, the thing is, it's, for most people, it's, access to Malaysia is easy. We get a three-month visa so it's if you have the time um it's well worth splitting your, your journey up between a place like penang or maybe other look i mean i like Kuala Lumpur as well i like langkawi and that's why we stuck around there for for that long to get a good feel anyway well uh thanks for listening as always and, and if you need thing. more information please visit www.wewillnomad.com and we write extensively about all the Locations you that we can also about. see a full budget report on our time in Penang, as well as other locations and overall Malaysia for the time that we spent there. In-depth breakdown of all our spendings. Oh yeah, so you can <laughs> see how affordable it really is. Until <laughs> next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Cheers.